0: This is Father Jared Kramer from St. John's Episcopal Church in Grand Haven, Michigan, here with today's edition of Christian Mythbusters, a regular segment I offer to counter some common misconceptions about the Christian faith. In last week's episode, I talked about the history of Pride Month and how the Church should be an ally in Pride, exploring the question from the standpoint of Scripture— to continue our engagement with Christians and Pride, this week I want to exit the theoretical and enter the lived world of LGBTQIA plus Christians by sharing with you a few people in the church who've been tremendous leaders and role models for the gay Christian movement. I'm using a great resource put out by Stonewall, an LGBTQIA rights organization in the United Kingdom that is named for the 1969 Stonewall Uprising, which marked the start of the Pride movement. Their motto is acceptance without exception, and you can find out more about these and other individuals by googling the 48-page booklet, Christian Role Models for LGBT Equality. Rachel Mann's given name at birth was Nick because she was assigned male at birth. However, from the age of four, she always felt like she was a girl. She prayed every night growing up that she would wake up as a girl the next morning. Eventually, she rejected God because she couldn't understand how a loving God could create someone like her with with such a deep internal struggle over her gender identity. Rachel began to transition when she was 22, and it wasn't until she was 26 that she had a strong enough sense of who she was to try once more to offer herself to God, to a God who, in her words, quote, wouldn't let me go. She finally prayed to God, afraid of what God might say back to her, and what she heard instead of condemnation was this, Actually, I love you, Rachel, in your deepest being, and I accept you completely. Rachel returned to the Church of England and found a spiritual home there. Seven years later, she discerned a calling to the priesthood, went to seminary, and was ordained a priest in 2006, ten years after she had returned to faith in God. Now, the Reverend Rachel Mann is a canon and poet in residence at Manchester Cathedral in England. Judith Kotze is an identical twin who was raised in the Dutch Reformed Church in South Africa in a family that had generations of ministers. She didn't know she was a lesbian growing up because she was so focused on her sense of calling to ministry, eventually being ordained as one of the very first women clergy in the Dutch Reformed Church. While in university, though, she began to realize she was attracted to women, and she prayed for God to take it away to give her the gift of celibacy. She was ordained, and after four years of ministry, she fell in love with a woman, making it clear that celibacy was not her calling. Eventually, Judith came to the belief that love is love, and in 2000, she met the woman who was now her partner. They married in 2007. She didn't think her parents would come to the wedding, and when they did, it was a milestone for the entire family. In Judith's work, she talks a lot about the struggle of people who feel like they need to split themselves and be either Christian or gay. She warns of the dangers of eternalized homophobia that can arise while staying in the closet, but also has seen people who come out as gay but feel the need to hide their faith. In her words, quote, We can get caught between, for the churches we are too gay, and for the gays we are too churchy. Acceptance from both religious and LGBTI communities needs to work both ways. End quote. Finally, I'd like to tell you about Andre Muscoff. He is a lifelong Lutheran from Brazil. He felt a calling to ordained ministry studied theology, but was denied ordination. Not because he was gay, he had not yet come out, but because he'd written on gay theology. He tried to find another vocation and went through a dark place, even considered suicide. But then he took some time off. He found a job that would work for him and then wrote a thesis on the ordination of gay people, which became his second book. He now writes as a Latin American liberation theologian and tries to help people read the Bible in context. And so he points out that the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah was because of violence and not sexual identity. And if you look at the story of David and Jonathan in the Hebrew Bible, you see conversely a story of two men who deeply loved each other. A love that does not seem to be condemned at all. Andre believes religion can and should play a large role in overcoming the phobias surrounding LGBTQ people, and he is a leader in that work. What I hope these stories demonstrate is that if you are in the LGBTQIA plus community and, and you don't think there's a place for you because of what the church has told you or your family or anyone at all, please don't give up. God loves you, and there are great things that God wants to do in and through you, no matter your gender identity, no matter who you love. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And if you're someone who lives in West Michigan, I'd invite you to join me on Sunday, June 27th at 10 a.m. at the Downtown Waterfront Stadium in Grand Haven for a special pride worship service to celebrate all of God's beloved children. Thanks for being with me. To find out more about my parish, you can go to sjegh.com. Until next time, remember, protest like Jesus, love recklessly, and live your faith out in a community that accepts you, but also challenges you to be better tomorrow than you are today.